Good afternoon, everyone. This is Under the Surface, and you're tuned into Valley Free Radio. This is WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM. We're not only on the radio, but also live streaming on the internet at valleyfreeradio.org. And I'm Amy Landau. Thanks for joining me today. Before I introduce my guest today, I have an important announcement to make to my listeners out there. And I know this will come as a surprise to you, but I want you to, to know that this will actually be my last radio show on Valley Free Radio. I know, I know, it's sad. And I really had a blast doing this show for the past year, but don't be too sad. Because even though I'm leaving Valley Free Radio as a programmer, I will still be doing my show or a new version of my show as a podcast. I've just made the decision that at this particular time in my life, with all my other responsibilities, doing the weekly radio show has become a bit too much, and podcasting makes more sense for me. You may not know this, but I do the show all alone here, all the scheduling and prepping and the audio engineering, and it's been a challenge turning it out every week, or nearly every week. But with a podcast, I'll have the freedom to make my own schedule. Of course, I first have to get the proper recording equipment and figure out the ropes of podcasting outside the VFR studio, and so I will be on a bit of a hiatus while I figure all that out. But rest assured, I am on the job, and I encourage you to stay in touch with me at amy.landau at gmail.com. That's A-M-Y dot L-A-N-D-A-U at gmail.com. Email me to get on my mailing list. You can also find me on Facebook at Under the Surface one my page is the one that has the photo of the dandelion seed head on it, the kind that you blow on to make a wish. That's my Under the Service logo. But I'll remind you all this again at the end of the show. And let's get started. Let me ask you this. How many of you remember watching Mr. Rogers on TV when you were a kid? That show is a classic, right? And there was that opening song that Mr. Rogers would sing. Here it is. of this beautiful day since we're together we might as well say would you be mine could you be mine won't you be my neighbor won't you please won't you please please won't you be my neighbor And as you know, Mr. Rogers would introduce us to all the different people in his neighborhood, and each introduction was a learning experience. Well, I grew up in New York City, so for me, the idea of knowing people in your neighborhood, of really knowing them, was a new concept. I know it isn't this way for everyone growing up in New York City, but it was like that for me in a 15-floor apartment building on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. So I found Mr. Rogers and his neighbors quite fascinating and endearing, and sometimes a little hard to believe. 
Maybe you remember that one of his neighbors was Mr. McFeely, the speedy delivery postman. Remember him? Well, this brings me to my guest, Ella Valone. Ella is a real-life U.S. Post Service mail carrier right here in the Pioneer Valley. She works and lives in East Hampton, which happens to be the place where I live. And she delivers my mail. Perhaps she delivers yours or someone else's you know, too. Ella's been with the post office now for 11 years, five as a clerk and six as a mail carrier. So you could say that today I'm doing a grown-up version of Mr. Rogers on Under the Surface. And a quick side note, I just read this morning in the New York Times that Mr. Rogers is going to be featured in a new postage stamp. Synchronicity, I tell you. (laughs) But... Back to the topic um, at hand, since I've always wanted to meet the people in my neighborhood, particularly the post person or mail carrier, as we say today, and find out who they are, what they're all about, and what their job is like, I get to do that right now for the first time on live radio with Ella. And it turns out that Ella is a star. She's an incredibly popular and beloved person in East Hampton. In fact, I'd venture to say that she has a genuine fan club out there. Because when I announced on Facebook that I'd be interviewing her, I got a flood of likes and loads of people saying how much they love her. So without further ado, let me welcome her to, to the show. Ella, welcome. Thank you so much. Great to have uh, you thank here. thank you to everyone. That yeah. All the response was all so All your supporters sweet. to the promotional uh, announcement about this interview. Um, so Ella, you were born and raised in Massachusetts, right? And you, yes. you got a BA in anthropology yeah. from UMass? Yes. And uh, much to everyone in my family's surprise, everyone is a nurse, basically. Oh, so, really? you know, anthropology... <laughs> A lot of glasses got dropped. What? What are you going to do with that? Uh I feel like I use it in my job now. Wow. I I see people in their environment. Uh Uh-huh. That's true. (laughs) That's really interesting. (laughs) We'll get to that, too. So then for for a while, you lived on the West Coast in San Francisco. What were you doing there? Uh, On the West I lived in San Francisco, and I was a a waiter. I did cocktail waitressing at the Hyatt, and uh, that was fun. It was... There's five hotels there, and that one was a banquet hotel. And so you get all these interesting groups coming and going. And I also worked at this small restaurant called Towns End. It's right across from the ballpark. So mm-hmm. it was a great place. And it's also a great place to eat if you're ever out there. Mm-hmm. Small plug. Sounds pretty high-end, <laughs> like high-end waitressing then. It was, yeah. it, some of it was, and then it was, you know, some of it was just breakfast stuff as well. But again, it was just a lot of fun. But out there, um, I ended up coming back because after a while, it's just really expensive. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. I love to visit, you know, still. But uh, I started to feel like, you know, like a, a hamster in the wheel where I'm doing it, but I'm not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my apartment's like a rabbit hutch. I'd like a yard. I miss the seasons, you know. So oh, that's true. That yeah, nice. I lived in California. And for, cheap rent, let's face for, it. Oh, yeah, San Francisco <laughs> especially. Yeah, and how did you end up working for the post office? Um, tell, tell us that story. <laughs> so uh, when I came back, I still was working in the service industry. And uh, it was one day, I was just, you know, another coworker and I were sort of lamenting the fact that we didn't have benefits which you know you get a toothache or something you're getting on in years and so and I just for whatever reason I was that day or around that time I was cleaning out an old drawer I found an I an old ID and on the back I don't even remember putting it there but it was an ad for postal jobs and I was like huh you know what what why not you know Mm -hmm. I'm gonna look into it and so I did and and it all just went from there you know you apply online they send Mm -hmm. you the paperwork Mm-hmm. I don't know how it is now, but at the time, you know, you, you take a, an exam and 
mm-hmm. you get placed and or you receive you know people mm-hmm. will offer you you know offices will ask you mm-hmm. so I started in East Hampton I started as a casual uh, I worked as a clerk and as a casual you work a certain amount of days as that and then you do switch over you're a carrier as well and then uh, you take the real exam and then uh, I was offered a job as a clerk so I did that for five years and then at a certain point um, they did an evaluation of the office and decided that we had too many clerks and so I was offered a job as a carrier and at first I was terrified like oh god no but it's been the best thing that's happened it's so much fun it's it's great why were you terrified at first um because of the there are you know (laughs) it's a hard job yeah it's hard physically demanding physically demanding and uh you know the weather and just I was like can I do this you Uh know why I've never I've been inside my whole life you know (laughs) I didn't really I've never really worked outside Uh so but I was like yeah I'll try you know you got to try so you weren't necessarily an outdoorsy person no not really yeah Uh or or prone to exercise let's Mm -hmm. face it (laughs) so as a casual for the post office what does that mean what I mean just basically it's like uh like holiday help or in the summer they'll ask for help and Uh when you're hired on I I don't even know if they have these positions anymore but Mm -hmm. you would be hired on for uh, 90 days and then you would take a break you could do I think for on each side as a clerk or a carrier, you can do it up to 180 days at mm-hmm. the time. I'm sure it's different now, but um, yeah, so that's how I started. And as a clerk, were you sorting mail? You go in, yeah, you sort the mail in the morning, you get it ready for the carriers, mm-hmm. and uh, you also, as a casual, I didn't work, or as a clerk, you know, uh, sorry, as a casual, I didn't work the window, but as a clerk, I did. Um yeah, you start. You can start as early as four in the morning. Now with Amazon, they come in even earlier than wow. that. You know, they'll come in for midnight and with wait. Amazon deliveries. Yeah, uh-huh. there's a lot of deliveries now with that. Yeah, um, I know. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, and your route is in your own neighborhood in East Hampton. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And so, does that mean you deliver your own mail? I deliver my own <laughs> mail. That's so wild, <laughs> and it's great. Uh, that could be distracting, though. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love the fact that I have a, a have reliable to... bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's true. But you have to resist the urge to open up your mail probably when you're on duty, right? Oh, I <laughs> no, if There's like, an important bah. bill or something like that. Yeah. Um, so what's an average day like for you as a mail carrier? Um, you start at 730. Um, you have mail to that you sort in your case and you get it ready. And in the meantime, the the clerks are sorting packages and uh, getting everything ready for you. And that takes about, you know, like an hour to an hour and a half. And then you hit the road. You load your truck um, and you get everything all ready. So you're doing internal work for the first couple of hours of yes. sorting and yes. getting ready. Yes, mm-hmm. when you arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for about an hour and a half, depending. Right. But also mail can be delayed, you know, mm-hmm. if a truck breaks down oh. or there's bad weather uh-huh. or a variety of reasons can uh-huh. delay that. Uh, you know, you have less clerks, someone called out or right. anything can happen, really. So mm-hmm. um, for the first hour and a half, I'll say that's what you're doing. You're getting everything ready, getting uh, certified letters and things like that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, and so then you go out, and what's the rest of your day? The like? rest of your day is your route. So you start. You have a you know your beginning point. And for me, my route is all walking. I have one street that I hop, and by hopping, it means that you drive it. But you for each house, you stop and you you hop out of the truck and you oh, deliver the mail. Uh-huh. Um, but for my route is what I do is I have a place that I'll park on a street. I load up my bag and grab the parcels, and then I walk the street, and mm-hmm. I go to each house. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Not having to drive. Yeah. Right. Uh, depending on the weather, of course. You know. But do you probably drive to, to, your, to work in the morning, though, right? My own car, yes. With your own car. Like, yeah. you can't walk to work. Well, I guess no, you could. No, I could. Yeah. But- yeah, yeah. or bike. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so basically, what time is are you done with your route, or does that vary? It um, it can vary. Um, it, you know, you have if you choose to, you have something to do, an appointment or something like that. You could ask to not take a lunch. You'd be done by three thirty. Oh. But otherwise, you're done by four. Or mm-hmm. if you have more, it's going to take longer. If you mm-hmm. do over time, obviously, mm-hmm. it'll be longer than that. But. So Your like average r- days. Roughly how many houses do you visit? To So for- my route, um, I have an average of, I have 685 stops mm-hmm. that I do a day. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to imagine. Yeah, it is hard to, it's like, I'm like, what? <sighs> but, you know, yeah. It's um, a huge number of places. So you got to go be, move quickly. Yes, that's the thing. So yeah. you huh. want to be friendly, you want to, you know, be talk to people but if mm. you you have to be careful with that yeah um and and you're also carrying heavy things a lot of the time yeah heavy packages and yeah your bag is full yeah. of parcels your arms are full of magazines mm-hmm. and letters and sometimes you have what is called a third bundle and that might be a flyer it might be you know on fridays we have the summit it's a newspaper uh, supplement that we have to deliver so you're carrying like it feels like a toddler around town wow you know uh-huh. <laughs> and you know and depending on the weather you know if it's raining now I have an umbrella uh-huh or oh, if they, it, that's difficult to carry yeah you're yeah. trying to like manage it because you don't yeah. want everything to turn to pulp you know <laughs> and, <laughs> right um if it's if it's icy uh-huh. you your arms are full you know, you want to be. Oh, that's you're, dangerous. You're, yeah. you're scared. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity is real and yeah. the ground is unforgiving. That gets me to my next question because <laughs> I'm sure you know that famous line um, neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. Those words are inscribed on the main New York City post office building across from Penn Station in Manhattan. And I remember reading them for the first time and feeling this sense of awe for letter carriers that there's something truly kind of heroic about them. Um, And I read, by the way, that this line came from Herodotus and that it was his description of the ancient Persian system of mounted postal carriers in 500 BC. That's amazing. Does that line still ring true for you today, though? Yeah. (laughs) Can you you tell us some stories about that? Or I mean, have you I mean, has the weather gotten in the way of doing your job? There's been occasional time. I maybe once or twice where you know a state of emergency we'll call it but um you're out there you've got to go and it's you and the plow guys uh <laughs> oh. facing the elements and mm. 
not a lot of uh, things are getting shoveled. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I guess in your case, though, like you, since most of the time you're not moving, driving the truck. Oh, I guess some of the time you are. But when you're it's it's hard to drive the, the truck is will get stuck very easily, uh-huh. you know, especially in snow or if it's really muddy. Mm-hmm. Um, a funny story with that was um, I was on this road slash long driveway and it was very, uh, it was icy. When you go down the road, it's easy. But coming back up, it's mm-hmm. difficult. You're going to start getting mm-hmm. stuck. And also, it's right next to a main road. So if you, like, gun it, you're going to go shooting into traffic. So you want to be mm-hmm. careful. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's And so I'm stuck, and I'm stuck, and I'm trying to rock this truck out. And all these other carriers are driving by. They all stop. They try to help me out. And then finally, oh. one of the carriers is like, look, we need something. Do you, there's no cardboard or whatever. Look, when you're in a pinch, here's a here's a pro tip. Put your bag under the wheel. And I'm like, oh, I'm all nervous and bumbling. Your like, bag with the Yeah, the throw, your, throw your, not with yeah. the package. Like, <laughs> empty it out. Yeah. Throw it under the wheel. The canvas. It'll uh-huh. live, you know, uh-huh. like. It'll give you traction. Oh, okay. But me being nervous and like, oh, okay. <sighs> I throw my bag down there, but I forget to take the dog spray off. And we get the truck out. But you we forget also, to take what off? I have dog spray attached to my bag. Oh. I forget to take it off. And we, we get the truck out, but we also run the dog spray over. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's all over my bag. Oh. <laughs> Is the dog spray to um, like so the dogs don't attack you? Basically, you only you would only use it if a dog is you know about to like bite you. You're uh-huh. not you don't spray it around, right? No, yeah, yeah. Um, you never want to use it. Uh, Have you had to use it before? Once uh-huh. it was one time, and I felt off. I still feel horrible about it when I think about well, it. Well, the dog was running toward you. To, yes, to, like yeah. Bite the you. dog was. Uh, it was you know I I know why it was behaving that way it was protect they had yeah. a toddler in the yard you know territorial the territorial yeah. but i was like oh my god and like and it just came at me and i was like ah yeah so it's like a temporary blindness kind of thing it's or? cayenne pepper yeah, yeah that's yeah. just what they sometimes and i've been used awful. for attackers and things like that for the most know. part yeah. i love and all dogs love me yeah i hear that <laughs> i've definitely heard that but so you you had your truck get stuck in the mud and and or in the snow and things like that. But so I w- what I was going to say before is that since you're on foot a lot of the time, I guess in a way you you know it's you have the difficulty of just maneuvering your own body through the snow and through the ice, yes, right? Through the ice, you know. Do you wear uneven. those grippers on your feet? Yes. Yeah. You, you I wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're vital. Yeah. And so, did you have you ever had like? fallen or just had something oh, happen yeah. like I mean, that or you slip you mm-hmm. fall yeah you be, it's a very humbling job yeah so uh, <laughs> there are times when um the, uh, it does sound humbling yeah there are times when the weather conditions kind of hold up the delivery but it has ever stopped the delivery of the mail uh no i mean like i said unless it was a state of emergency oh, once or okay. twice it has but right nah, you, yeah you might take a break if it's yeah. a thunder and lightning storm mm-hmm. i see take a second yeah. Um, but otherwise, mm-hmm. you just plow through because you mm-hmm. want to get it done. Yeah, you know. And what would you say is the hardest thing about your job? That would, I mean, facing that sort of thing, the and the the volume of the mail, you know, coupled with that, it's mm-hmm. it, it's challenging, and to get it done, and to figure out to be efficient about it, mm-hmm. and just ch- yeah. those challenges are can really right make or break you and when you're walking around on foot um you're you're rolling one of those i don't know what they call it what is the 
Are you rolling one of those no, things? No, no. Oh, just, I just have a bag. You're, a you're satchel. just carrying it on a bag? Just the so, satchel, yeah. If a package is too large, I'll just drive up and deliver it afterward. I know the thing that you're thinking of, but yeah, yeah. we don't use those. Okay, but I mean, if you're going to all these hundreds of different houses, how can you carry it on your body? Is well, your, on a... You well, you can break it up into different loops. Right. You know, you can break a street up into different uh, two halves. So then the truck is always with you. Mm-hmm. You go back to the truck, the stuff. But then yeah. you're just walking around with yes. just a portion of the deliveries that makes sense for that street. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, I'm about the dangers. While we're on that topic, it seems like this is an occupation that puts you as a woman at more risk than men, since you're essentially alone, but you're walking into people's yards to deliver your mail. Have you felt that way at times, or yeah, thought of that I mean, element? there's definite moments where you're on. If it's unfamiliar to you, yeah. you're on some weird porch and right. you're like, oh, God, silence of the lambs. But no, it's, I mean, <laughs> 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 but for the most part, it's my neighborhood. Right. I'm not worried. Yeah. Everyone's looking out for me mm-hmm. and everyone's, I know everyone. So I yeah. feel safe. Is that a unique situation? Yeah. So yeah. most I, male really carriers special. don't work in their own neighborhood. I don't think so. No, no. Most, I, a lot don't even live in the town that they work in. It just worked out for me that way. And yeah. Yeah. It's I'm really just, unique wow. that way. Yeah. And what do you love about your job? I love the, uh, the people. Uh, obviously, my neighbors, they're unique and fun. And uh, my coworkers, my coworkers, the camaraderie that we have, and also the the sort of uh, instant rapport that you have with everyone else that works outside. The uh, oh, yeah. the other true. delivery people, mm-hmm. the uh, the trash and recycling guy, the uh, anybody that's out there, mm-hmm. roofer, you know, anybody. It's a whole other it's universe. It's a whole other world, yeah. and you're all like, I hear you. <laughs> There's this camaraderie <laughs> that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, you always give the wave, uh, you know. <laughs> and they know you and you know them. Do you know yeah. them by name? A lot of I, people? Mo- I'm, most of them by name, you know, uh-huh. FedEx Patty and yeah. uh, Sean and, and Tommy that do the trash wow. and recycling. Uh-huh. There's one guy that works for uh, the October company, and I wish I knew his name because I w- we wave to each other all the time. But uh-huh. I'm like, what's his name? But he's just driving by. So I'm like, oh, Yay! yeah. <laughs> but you know his face. Yeah. So, and you said that you're, this was what you said to me earlier, that you're blessed with people who shower you with, quote, umbrellas, food, love, and stories about themselves and the history of the town. So um, I'm going to wait for the stories after the break, but I'm curious to know, what are some of the gifts you've been given by people, the people of East Hampton or the connections you've made? I have two special people that shower me with all kinds of great baked goods, Mm -hmm. homemade soups. Nice pies i mean cookies pies all those kinds of wonderful things and do they invite you in to eat the soup no, or because uh, you can't take that time from your route no <laughs> no uh, they'll either i'll see them when i'm delivering mm-hmm. or in both cases i have been at the opposite end of my route and a car is slowly approaching and i'm dreading like someone asking me directions oh, <laughs> oh. and then i turn and it's it's one or the other and I'm like oh it's you oh and they have some treat for uh-huh. me you know it's wow like my own family doesn't do that so they actually <laughs> drove out to find you to give you the treat yes rather, I imagine that yes. you're bringing the mail to them and then they offer you the treat there no oftentimes it's the opposite wow and it's always I feel like it's when I want I need something you know mm-hmm. I'm like I'm so hungry 
<laughs> and someone pulls up with cookies. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Pie? Homemade soup? That's great. Uh, Beth, that lives across the street from you. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. this one woman uh, that gives mm-hmm. all the baked goods and things, if I'm not on that day, she'll give it to my sub. And Beth, that has mm-hmm. subbed, has enjoyed some of those things. So she knows who this person is. Wow. And so the other day, when it was Winterfest, I was working and I was coming up Everett Street and Beth and her boyfriend were coming down the road and she, she stopped to say hi and she sees me standing in the middle of the road with all this mail and my bag and whatever. But in the opposite hand, I have a container of chicken noodle soup. And she's, what? what? I go, take a guess, take a guess. And she knew right away <laughs> who it was. And I was like, yeah. Wow, that's really amazing. It's so sweet. Are you allowed to stop and eat lunch? And like, Can you bring a lunch with you on the job? Uh, yeah, you're t- most mm-hmm. people have a lunch with them. Um, mm-hmm. I usually stop at my house and mm-hmm. I'll take a, a bathroom break and mm-hmm. take a bite to eat and head yeah, back out. Yeah, I can see why the hot soup would be great, especially because, well, th- is the truck heated? I know that you said it's not <laughs> air conditioned. The truck has heat. Meh. N- not not the best. Yeah. Not the best. And there is no air conditioning. There is a, a metal rattling, f- dusty fan that you are grateful for. But mm-hmm. is no comparison. Yeah, to I looked in the truck when you told me yeah. that. I looked at the little <laughs> fan. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to pause here for a little musical break. So stay with us. We'll be back soon. Good. 
And we're back. Thanks for tuning in. This is Under the Surface on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ Northampton at 103.3 FM. I'm Amy Landau, and my guest today is Ella Valone, a U.S. Post Service mail carrier who works in East Hampton, Massachusetts. And we just heard Stevie Wonder's Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, I'm Yours, a song that Ella picked out for today. Um, so, Ella, during the break, you were telling me about how much exercise you get. And I don't think people know this. So would you share how much exercise you get in your job every day doing your route? For a while, I didn't know either. Uh, I recently got a Fitbit. And the first day I used it, I could don't look, don't look. Just wait to the end of the route. Don't, mm-hmm. look, don't look. And then I pull in and I like get my phone out. All right. Yeah. How, you know. And my jaw dropped. I walked 32,000 steps. It was like 13 miles, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, that's every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was, I patted myself on the back. Yeah. You know, know it's weird. When I worked as a museum guard at the Smith College Art Museum, um, somebody used a Fitbit there because we have to move every time somebody's in there. I mean, it's calculating your arm moving, you know. So I think it's just movement in general, but you know, yeah, you're active. I mean, it's, what you're doing is takes much more exertion. But um, still, I was surprised that I think it was about eight or nine miles. Yeah, it's it just being it's a museum guard, at, <laughs> walking in the same walk, room as a, <laughs> the clerks inside the building, walking back and forth inside. It's a big building. Uh-huh. So it easily, easily, yeah. you'll get your steps. Yeah. Um, so. Ella, you mentioned that you've also been blessed with some interesting stories from people about the history of East Hampton. Can you share one or two of these? Yeah, I have a, there's one person in particular, the individual that gives me all the treats. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He has grown up here, um, you know, his whole life. Uh, He went to school in the the Polish schools. And uh, Mm -hmm. so his family, they have this, the house, it's a very large building that used to have a little side store and it would sell, you know, magazines and things for people when they're in church. And his father, when he first came over, you know, from Poland, he did all an assortment of jobs. He did that. He was a dentist. He was a barber. Wow. And it's like, and this individual was telling me when he was a little boy, the dental part is like he just had like the barber chair in the in the store. So he did the both, you know, like you're if you had a toothache, you come on in, you know. And wow. so he had. <laughs> That's my, really unusual. This my friend, as was a little boy, and he would run. He ran out. Of the his father needed whiskey, mm-hmm. so he he ran down the street, not far from the house I live in. Mm-hmm. And that person had a, a still in their house, and he said, "Go ask. Here's you know thirty five cents." And he got this bottle of whiskey, and the the person getting their tooth taken out took a swig. <laughs> His father took a swig and they yanked the tooth out, you know, so wow. that kind of thing. And, or just like in so the, the neighborhood, the whiskey the, yeah, uh, that was the antiseptic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in the neighborhood, there's various buildings that were old bakeries and these two women who are sisters, they live on in a duplex on opposite sides of each other. They, you know, they remember growing up and they remember someone coming in a wagon delivering, bread you know wow. to their house uh-huh. things like that that you're like really and and yeah just really charming that's interesting you know I interviewed Marjorie Zyke on the show exactly. before and she has a lot of history in East Hampton yeah. I think her ancestors did a milk business delivering milk yeah so, and, and yeah. you find out that um different who's related to who and mm-hmm. just uh, it, 
it's so interesting. And, and you, you mentioned the Polish aspect because a lot of people yeah. in East Hampton came from Poland. There's right? a lot. Of, there's a woman on my route I adore, and she's another person where I'll see her and she'll be walking, and she's this tiny little woman, and she has this, a purse the size of a suitcase, and she'll see me and she'll wave, she'll wave, 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 and she speaks very little English, but will mime out a conversation, and I've you know I know all these things about her, but. I don't speak Polish, but <laughs> she'll reach in her purse and pull out some hard candy. Here for you. Good, uh-huh. good for walking. You know? Wow. <laughs> or she wants me to come in and uh, uh-huh. have coffee and stuff. And I'm like, someday uh, I'm a day off. I'm coming over. Do you ever do that? When Do people invite you in? And are, is it okay for you to come in? Well, <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot. You're not supposed to. Right, no, right. No, no, no. Right. But she, uh, this woman in particular, I, I, did go in one time and it was so much fun because she's so sweet and she said please come in <laughs> coffee has on that it's good for you i have good cake you know so i go and she lives with her brother who also speaks polish and you know he speaks a little bit of english he's inside doing the jumble having coffee he's not expecting me coming in the so jumble the, you know the the puzzle in the paper like uh-huh. he's just in his you know in the kitchen and he, the look on his face when i came in and i just shrugged like yeah i'm just as surprised right hi how are you and at, again, like I had this whole conversation uh-huh. with someone, but they were speaking Polish, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so interesting. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, and you also said that you weave in and out of interesting and scary yards. Can you tell me about <laughs> some of these yards? Hopefully, no one listening will recognize that. It's uh, I mean, yard. just it's just there's you know you just it's so intriguing when you're just a lot of it's different yards, different you know. Um, things in people's yard you're just like peeking through or mm-hmm. the porches like what's all what's all this stuff you know <laughs> or sometimes it is it's you know the, the porch is broken and they're always encouraged you know safety 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 use the handrails and oh, i've uh-huh. been on a porch and i went to use the handrail and i pulled it right off like, wow oh, <laughs> <laughs> not using that one no one's used that handrail <laughs> in a while <laughs> wow um but for the most part it's fun uh, some people have just the most beautiful yards you uh-huh. know and like they'll share their their flower seeds with you you know uh-huh. <laughs> it's and um, do, how do you deal with all the dogs though I, do, I mean we mentioned this before Almost, with a spray but I you mean know, I don't that's like for the most part it's not an issue not really no mm-hmm. I mean there are definitely dogs you want to we have dog cards and you you warn your the person covering your route and things like that but oh so you get information about that yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and then um if someone has a dog i'm just going to talk about it with them they're like make sure the dog's inside but every most people have the most wonderful happy friendly dogs and they're great yeah i look forward to them you know it's like you're walking by yourself and throughout the day it's like they're like little spots of like joy yeah on facebook there are all these people saying my pups love you yeah i love them i was wondering does she give them treats Uh, i give them love (laughs) (laughs) wow um and so yeah i guess you've said that each address has a different story and these stories you thought would make an excellent hbo series or or short storybook what what would you envision uh I, I I call it taking it to the streets and <laughs> it, you could start it with a letter just like soaring through the air like where's the letter going who wrote the letter mm-hmm. who's bringing the letter mm-hmm. you know who's sorting it uh there's so many different aspects That's to true. it and there's so many personalities maybe I should do that for my podcast there you go <laughs> it, it, it's fun it's like a uh 
and there's so many like my coworkers. They're all so interesting and mm -hmm. really funny personality. When you're talking about like, would weather get in the way of things? There was a carrier. He um, has now passed, but he was so much fun. And he's the person. He's like my uh, Obi Wan Kenobi for like looking for the joy. I'll be mm -hmm. like, help me. Jim McCauley, you're my only hope, you know, because when he was a carrier, he just brought so much fun, you know, uh -huh. and he told a great story of uh, it was a, a snowstorm that they, I think they eventually did call them out. But he and another carrier had already gone out on the route. So they didn't know there's no cell phones back then. You know, he's out in the street and there's not even plows. I don't think it's so bad. And he said that he got out of his truck and he's like, they, they can't want me to continue this is ridiculous but he was loving the snow like this is a guy who rode his bike to work every day too mm -hmm. and he went out in the street and he laid down in the middle of the road because no one's out and he made a snow angel oh are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> in, his, in his uniform yeah he just uh, laid down he was laughing because he's like this is ridiculous wow and then they called everybody back you know i think someone came out in their car get back <laughs> i love that story i That's love great. it yeah wow uh, well, we all know that email is pretty much replaced letter writing nowadays. And I find this kind of sad since letter writing is such an amazing art form and there's there's really nothing that can replace it. And in fact, I don't know about you, but I used to exchange 10 page handwritten letters with my friends when I was in college. Um, and I just loved writing and receiving these letters. Do you see many handwritten letters that look like they're real letters when you're yes. delivering or can you even tell that they are? Yes, uh, definitely. There are people that are corresponding and um, beautiful handwriting. And oh. that's the thing, you know, it's like, um, you know, the time that was taken and the stamp even. Yeah. It was chosen specifically like just recently for Valentine's Day. I have a person who wrote at least 10 Valentine, you know, sent wow. them out like real cards. So mm -hmm. each were different. It was different mm -hmm. size envelopes, mm -hmm. beautiful stamp, gorgeous handwriting. It was like a pleasure, you know, mm -hmm. like, aw. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, like we're, I was saying earlier to you, people who are in jail, who wants a letter more than they do, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. and the ornate envelopes that come with that. And, and you know, because of the address that it's going to a jail. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. There's uh -huh. a stamp on it. Everybody. Wow. Um, but I was the same way in college. I loved sending letters. I loved mm -hmm. drawing, mm -hmm. you know, in the letter. And, mm -hmm. and it's fun. It's personal. And you recognize that handwriting when you get the letter. Yeah. And it means something. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. it's you. It also makes me think of summer camp. I went to a sleepaway camp and they would have mail call. And we'd all stand there, you know, with bated yeah. breath, hoping our name was called, you know, to get a letter or a package or something. Or on that note, uh, like a... Uh, a postcard that comes from a kid at camp that's like yeah i want to come home <laughs> <laughs> yeah most of my letters were i'm so homesick yeah. <laughs> you're like your heart the handwriting again where it's a kid's handwriting letters to santa you know yeah kids write a lot of letters and it's i try to encourage that you know uh -huh. it's do fun. you still write letters ever i do wow. i do yeah that's i try cool. to send them out um uh-huh I'm not as good as I used to be. Yeah, I've been getting back into it with a few friends. Yeah. We take a long time to write back. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we, we do uh, it. As a clerk, I remember an, a really interesting thing that I remember noticing was uh, there were these postcards that were coming, and there were like it would be a letter and a number, and uh, I'd be like, "What? It's like some kind of code. What's going on?" And my coworker goes, "They're playing chess." 
Oh, really? and it was chess moves through the, the and like that's patience right through there. a postcard through the postcard like there must be you just imagine this lonely chess set <laughs> and the person just walks over and does the move <laughs> I don't know I don't know but I was like wow uh, okay <laughs> wow and it was done through numbers or a diagram it was just like uh, letters and numbers it was just like it looked like some I was like what do like I need battleships a? or something. yeah like, wow that's so interesting decoder ring wow <laughs> I love that they're doing that through the mail though not by yeah, email or yeah. Skype or whatever um, and also the other thing is there's so many songs about lovelorn people begging the postman it's always a postman <laughs> which we know is inaccurate you know to bring them letters from their girlfriends or boyfriends and have you ever experienced anything like that in real life like a person you knew of who was sort of lovelorn waiting for you to bring them a letter <laughs> I just have to ask not that people would be that, not that open. I can think of off the top you probably had people though who are rushing out to check the mail though for some but, reason but uh, as the mail carrier I tried to play cupid once and oh. that was fun how did you do um, that uh an individual the a person this person that would give me uh soup mm-hmm. a lot, shrimp bisque okay oh. there's only so many times one can have this you know or, or I, I didn't really anyway. uh wow so i would get it thank you and then i don't know how it occurred at the other end of my route was a woman who both people are old mm-hmm. uh the other end of my route is a it's a woman and she would be in the by the mail room she'd be by herself and just hanging out and talking or whatever and one day i go hey would you like some shrimp bisque <laughs> and she goes yeah and so began this exchange where i started giving it to her and wait this was this somebody who worked for the post office no it oh, was okay. a, a person that was just there to get their mail okay. she would come down and okay. we would just it, she'd be just for uh-huh. conversation and like hanging out so you shared the shrimp bisque from the other woman with this from, no, from the gentleman to oh, the woman the, okay i see yeah and then one day I said to the gentleman, hey, this is what I'm doing. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe you guys, uh, I think this could work out. <laughs> and he's like, threw his hat right in the ring. Yeah, give her my number. Absolutely. Wow. Doesn't even ask. Uh-huh. Right on. Uh-huh. I ask her, no more shrimp bisque ever again, please. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But she uh, was like, no. What are you, uh, crazy? <laughs> and, and she but was, I tried. I tried. Oh. <laughs> That's too bad. I, I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted them to get together. That's so adorable. Um, anyway, maybe you'll play Cupid again for some yeah, other couple. Yeah, um, uh, What's the most common kind of item you deliver? Is it usually something from Amazon or is it junk mail? Uh, junk mail, definitely. Um, but Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Lots of packages. And, mm-hmm. and recently it's interesting things like gallons of water, mm-hmm. big bags of dog food wait people are delivering water <laughs> yeah things you wouldn't want to carry to your car wait, amazon's wh- going to give it to you for free, you amazon know, free shipping. oh okay so people are ordering <laughs> bottled water on amazon and that's like, what you're carrying that's the heaviest the possible big thing. oh like water. for coolers yes okay yes, the water coolers for, yeah. oh that's really heavy yeah crossfit my goodness <laughs> how many pounds do you have to carry sometimes you you have to pick up to 70 pounds wow it's Wow. Um, it's and just funny. It's just like, ugh. oh, I know this is dog food. <laughs> Have you had any injuries from all that? No, not on wood. But you got a stretch or something. I mean, the mm-hmm. coworkers definitely have had every kind of injury you can think mm-hmm. of. <laughs> yeah, stretch people. Yeah. And, and there's no way to stop delivering the junk mail, is there? <laughs> no. And you know what? Do you know how many people get employed by junk mail? Think about it. Uh-huh. The, the, the people that created or where, you know. 
lot. I always people go, oh, this is junk, uh-huh. and I, I keep it short to like me and the recycling guy. Thank uh-huh. you, uh-huh. you know, oh. for our job. Uh-huh. Well, I guess that's true. If junk mail is the the most common item, yeah. yeah. Um, and is Christmas the hardest time of year? That's what I yes. imagine. Like yeah, all definitely. the packages, weather, and just yeah. packages, right? Oh, that's true. Weather compounded with the quantity. Um, and what about bizarre packages? Do you ever, you know, get things that are really strange or sketchy looking? <laughs> you don't want to touch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not for the most part. Uh, an interesting thing as a clerk, um, one time an individual is, you know, when you send something to someone in the uh, service, you have to fill out the customs form. Mm-hmm. And they used to like be really like you better have them fill out everything. Ever so as everything, please. And this woman's like, okay. And I see her nervously over at the counter, like <laughs> she's kind of like everything. Like really? Uh oh. Yeah, come on. And she comes up and she's her face is red and she's like, I'm uh, I'm sending a my daughter's sex toy to her. <laughs> and I was like, well. First of all, I commend you on your relationship with your daughter. That's pretty <laughs> awesome and stressful over there. And uh-huh. she's going to want that. We'll just call it a toy and see what happens. Wait, where was her daughter? <laughs> In Iraq. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a great story. It's great. I loved it. it was- wow. I have to I have a confession to make. As a kid, I sent my friend actual slices of salami in a letter. Wrapped in <laughs> saran wrap, and I'm sure that would be a mail carrier's nightmare. And my friend said it was disgusting. The whole envelope was oily. Okay, so perishable. Again. Yes. Um, Why did you send salami? Because she loved the uh, sort of very processed salami that was always in my um, parents' refrigerator. Because her parents wouldn't let her eat that. They'd only let her eat health food. So she would love this awful salami so like, oh, i'll put this in a letter we used to write each other letters even though we saw each other every day oh, that's great cool. so um does the post office scan packages in the mailbox for hazardous items um you know when they're put in the mailbox or it's just that would probably anything that would probably happen at a plant i don't do it i just scan delivered oh. Okay, but I, so it might be, it might happen somewhere else um, in part of the process of the delivery, but you don't know because it's interesting because when you go and you bring a package, just like you're saying, they make you sign this thing saying that you don't have anything hazardous in there, Liquid, but fragile, perishable, right? But if it was like a small package that you could put in the mailbox, oh well, listen. there's yeah, you can mail something up to sixteen ounces on your own. Yeah, that's why I wondered if they scan um, that. Maybe if it was suspicious, but most of the time, Uh Uh And And is it true that if you don't put enough postage on a letter or a package, you can still mail it and that the person on the receiving end would have to pay the difference, like a collect call? Well, they'll, yeah, postage due and they can say, yeah, send it right back. I'm not, I don't want it. But that person would have (laughs) to be there, right? Well, yeah, and they'd have to if not, they'll get a notice oh, or something for you at really? the post office. Okay, that's so that's true. Yeah, I didn't know if that yeah. was true. Um, and I'm sure you, you remember that uh, phrase, going postal, which became <laughs> a popular expression in, I think, around 1986 after a mass shooting by postal workers. And it's kind of a obviously sensitive, especially right now. Um, and uh, I'm just wondering, do you have any thoughts or opinions on that topic? Have you, you know, like, or why that? Eh, you know, I mean, it just, I think, was happened. just related to that incident. But 
the yeah, there was a bunch is, of incidents, but I don't think there has been coastal. as many. Yeah. And I read actually there's a higher rate of, of homicide in the retail industry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but I was just curious if you you know thought yeah. about like like why the post office. I mean, or, I yeah. think it was just related to that incident, and at the yeah. time in the yeah. news, it wasn't as yeah. prevalent like it yeah. is now. Um, and I think this is my last question. Is there something that most people probably don't know about the post office? Like what goes on behind the scenes or <laughs> how, how mail deliveries actually work? Are there any things that you think most people don't know? I, how much people care? Uh, like a great story with that would be um, a coworker of mine. There was a package that was supposed to go to, I think it was, like Mexico, and there was some sort of no, whoever the clerk was that took this package in wasn't thinking, and they just weren't looking, and they just put in the number of whatever the zip code thing was in Mexico somewhere. But the package came back, and there was no return. It was such a mess. Like there, they needed a re- didn't have a return address. There was no customs form. There was nothing. And so, in this point, it goes to a clerk, and they are able to open it to try to glean any sort of information to send this package on its way. And this guy, who you might not be the most likely person that you would think would care, open this big, huge guy, and like opens it up, and he sees these little plastic, like princess shoes that a little girl could wear to like dress up, and he's mm-hmm. like, "We gotta get this there." <laughs> <laughs> he he changed the he made the box size correct. He had oh. the return address be us. He got the customs form, and he got it there. Wow! You know, like he he cared. Uh-huh. He did so much uh-huh. to make sure that this little girl got her gear. Wow. <laughs> her princess gear. And that's it was so touching. sweet. Yeah. It's so touching. So despite, you know, when you you think like the McGruff at the counter or whatever, we they care. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that they would take that upon themselves. Yeah. yeah. And um, what happens with all those letters kids write to Santa Claus? Like, uh, is there a sort answered. of a group that... Uh, do they? Uh, is it an outside group that volunteers to yeah. respond? Yeah, well, or, or within the office sometimes. Or there used to be a woman that would help out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, oh, a I, woman who's within the post office would help. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's sort of mysterious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I know sometimes they'll you know they'll try to send presents to kids who, like from low income and stuff like that who are writing letters. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just we take all the letters in and assure everyone they're. Santa will get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you could wish for one big improvement on the job, what would it be? Um, geez. The truck right now. Mm-hmm. I would love there to be an electric truck mm-hmm. because it would be reliable. No one would be breathing in exhaust. Mm-hmm. You know, all around yeah, better so that, idea. Yeah, that would be something That would want. be the easiest. Yeah on the horizon I think yeah and I was looking at the uniforms they've changed now you don't oh, have man. to wear a hat right uh, no you still wear the you hat. Wear hat you have the okay. pith helmet uh-huh. and um, I would like more uh, maybe an athletic company coming in and oh there you go giving us like really good advice on something like that you know do you have jazz good footwear up. that's eh, it's all right it could, it could be that more, could be improved like hiking Definitely, boots yeah. yeah it would be good yeah um and uh, I, one other question, um, this just occurred to me now. D- has being outside a lot, since you said you weren't an outdoorsy person, has that sort of made you appreciate the outdoors more than you Most did? definitely. It, uh, just being outside, there's certain, like, your mom's right. Put a hat on. You know, dress right, and you can really appreciate everything. There's mm-hmm. moments where 
you know, when it's snowing out and there's no one out there and I feel like an astronaut all geared up, I'm like a Russian nesting doll with 80 <laughs> layers and, but it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. all the, the, I don't, I'm not on the phone. I'm disconnected from all of That's that. True. I'm outside. I'm listening to squirrels argue and looking at birds and I'm happy. I'm taking in some vitamin D. Mm-hmm. I, I feel healthier. So it's really changed your life in a way. Like yeah. beyond just a different yeah. job. It's like physically. You physically I feel way better. And yeah, just healthy. I've met so many interesting people. And mm-hmm. yeah, I feel yeah. really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you've been listening to Under the Surface. I've been talking to Ella Valone, a U.S. Post Service mail carrier who works in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Ella, thanks so much for being a guest on today's show. I'm honored to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so flattered. And like I was saying to you, um, among all the people on my route, you being one of them. Oh. And... Um, Henry, who included the, I had the photo with Henry Amistadi. Amistadi. Uh, yes. So the photo that I posted to tell people about the show was taken by Henry Amistadi. Yeah. Creative people like you that include me in mm-hmm. their creative process. I thank you. Well, thanks so much. Feels yeah, special. I was so glad because when I asked you if you would do this, you said sure. And some people were very <laughs> hesitant, but you jumped right in. I said sure, and then I was like. Oh my God, what did I say? <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. And before I close, I want to remind people about my upcoming podcast for Under the Surface to be continued. So although I'm leaving Valley Free Radio and Live Radio, you can still catch my podcast when I get that going again after a bit of a break. In the meantime, you can listen to my past shows, which are available as podcast episodes at underthesurface.pinecast.co. If you go there, you'll also find handy links to iTunes and Google Play. And for those of you who want to keep up with my new podcast once it's out there, you can stay in touch by following me on Facebook at Under the Surface One. You can also get on my mailing list, as I said, um, by emailing me at amy.landau at gmail.com. And I'm going to sign out now with a classic. This is Please, Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes from 1961. Of course, I was hoping to find a song about a postwoman. Um, <laughs> but maybe in your mind, you, when you hear this song, you can think of Ella.
I gave a letter to the postman He put it in his sack Bright and early next morning He brought my letter back She wrote upon it Return to sender Address unknown No such number No such song We had a quarrel A lover's back I Dropped it in the mailbox As in a special deed Bright and early next morning It came right back to me She wrote upon it Return to sender Address unknown No such person No such zone This time I'm gonna take it myself And put it right in her hand And if it comes back the very next day Then I'll understand 